Hello again. We are Chris Lee, Max Barr, Blake Lovell of Southeastern 14. We are here to preview Kentucky and Mississippi State. Before we get into the particulars of that, which I'll leave for Max to get ready, we remind you, we are brought to you by Bet Online, which continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with live in-game betting contests and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today. Become part of the team. Remember, you just use the promo code Believe B L E A V. For your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, bet online. The game starts here. Max, what do we got on TV, tip-off, expected lines, all that fun stuff? So we've got, well, to start with expected lines, Ken Palm has this as a two-point win for Mississippi State, actually, uh, leaning into that Mississippi State home floor. Uh, Bart Torvik about the same. Um, so I'm not sure uh, what Vegas will say, if they'll – if they'll, you know, pay, you know, make you pay that tax with the home court and and bump it out to minus three or minus four, or if, you know, the public kind of jumps on Kentucky after the the big game and, and maybe it's more close to a pick 'em, but somewhere around there, I don't expect Kentucky to be favored, uh, which is which is going to be interesting. And, and by the way, these teams have played once. That went yes. down in Lexington back on January the seventeenth, and Kentucky won that one. 90 to 77. So with that in mind, um, anything we can take away from from that matchup, recent trends, all that stuff. And, and we do have some, I, I guess, Trey Mitchell, Max, is still uncertain for, for this one. Yeah, I, I mean, I would assume he's going to be back soon, right? I mean, it's it's he's been day to day for, I feel like, over 14 days now. Um, but even if he doesn't play, Adu Thiero has done a phenomenal job stepping in for him. So I, I I wouldn't put too much of an emphasis on the the impact on the game if Mitchell plays or not because they, they've looked great without him. Well, I mean, I don't know how much we take away from the first game. I don't know if it falls within the, the recency window of Chris Lee um, since it was played over a month ago. But still... And it's also like, how can, do you really take anything away from Mississippi State on the road prior to the LSU game? I mean, there's not a lot to really – you just feel like it's just a different team, right? So, I mean, I don't know how much you could take away, period, just from the fact that Mississippi State was really struggling on the road there for a bit. They won back to – or they won Missouri, won LSU now in convincing fashion. So, just a different team back then, of course, than they are right now. I mean, you could maybe say the same thing about Kentucky too, uh, depending on which Kentucky team you get. Uh, so – yeah, it's it's hard to probably take a lot away from that first game. Tolu Smith pretty much did everything for Mississippi State. Josh Hubbard did not shoot it well in that one. Um, Trey Mitchell, as we say, had 15 points in that game, but it was another Antonio Reeves game. Took out the free throw line 27 times. They shot 74% from two in that game. I remember talking about that. I'm like, wow, against Mississippi State, this defensive team, they shot 74% from two from inside the arc in that game. Uh, and so it's just, I mean – so this is interesting, right? Because it's the matchups and we keep saying Mississippi State's one of the best in the country at defending the three. But, you know, Kentucky's kind of a team now, I think, that when you look at all the guys that made contributions against Alabama, do you get that same thing here? Uh, because, as always, we just expect that you're not going to shoot it as well from three on the road. But Kentucky can score in a lot of different ways. And so 
yeah, I don't I don't really have a lot, I feel like, from the first matchup that I'm going to lean on for this one just because it has been a month and these two teams are kind of in different spots. So, By, by the way, Trey Mitchell did play that first game, had an offensive rating of 186 according to Ken Palm because he scored 15 points and, and did not miss a shot. So uh, I'm looking at the Ken Palm – Matchups, we, we kind of like to look at the, the red-green stuff. Kentucky gets to the line. Um, decent amount, above average, and shoots free throws pretty well. Uh, State does an okay job, I guess, um, of keeping guys off the line. It's foul. It's Bigs can get in a little foul trouble here and there. Kentucky's got some depth in the post, of course, if Kentucky does get some foul trouble. Uh, Kentucky blocks a lot of shots. Uh, State gets a lot of shots blocked, which is a little surprising given given the makeup of that team. I anything else here on paper that stands out? I mean, three-point shooting is going to be one thing. Kentucky number one in the country in terms of percentage. Uh, got a lot of guys that can shoot them. State defends the three exceptionally well, though. 28.3% number four in the country. State, not a great three-point shooting team, but you never know when you can get a Josh Hubbard night. He got 33 his last time out on the road at LSU. Uh, th those are some things that stick out to me when we look at the matchup. Uh, Max, I'll give you some some stuff to pick apart of your next. Yeah, so also if, when we're looking at the numbers, um, I like to kind of look at the point distribution and, and see uh, offensively where does the team lean on. Where do they get all of their points from? And something interesting about this Mississippi State defense is while they are one of the best in the country at um, opponent three-point percentage, they have a very high defensive three-point rate. They they allow, not allow, but opponents attempt threes at the second highest rate in the SEC against them. 43.6% of attempts against Mississippi State are from three. So I wonder if that percentage, maybe we don't put as much weight into it against a shooting team like Kentucky, um, because if they are going to shoot a high, high volume from three, I struggle to see Kentucky struggle on the uh, on the road, you know, shooting the ball. But it's always it's always possible, especially at at the hump. But then looking at um, Kentucky offensively, Chris, you already mentioned it, but the free throws. Um, Kentucky does not get many points from free throws. They're dead last in the SEC in points from free throws. So with how aggressively this Mississippi State team plays defense, if they are allowed to bump and bang and bruise all night long and they're not getting called on these little touch fouls that may be called at Rupp, this isn't a Kentucky team that's going to get to the line a lot. That could favor Mississippi State. So I don't know. On paper, I'm not seeing a huge, huge landslide either way i think both teams have areas they can exploit and uh it's gonna be a tight one spread might be one or two all right picks all right gentlemen um the free throw thing i like the way i think i didn't do a great job of explaining it but here here's the thing though kentucky doesn't need to shoot a lot of free throws to win True. games uh True. I, when I'm picking a game, this is a styles make the fight special to me. So, you know, Blake, Blake makes fun of me for recency bias. I look at what we've said, I've said for a while, you've got a class of teams where Kentucky, Alabama, and Florida are all pretty close to being the same team. We're just talking degrees where they're 
just okay defensively, sometimes bad. Uh, they're all terrific offensively. And so how has Mississippi State done against these types of teams? Well, lost to Alabama back on January 13th, 82-74. That was at the hump. Um, lost to Kentucky, 90-77 to in Lexington. We already talked about that. Lost to Florida, 79-70 to on the road, January 24th. Boy, that was a brutal stretch. Alabama, Kentucky, Florida all at once within three games of each other. State is playing better. State's won five games in a row, but the, the counterpoint or the, the flip side of the coin of that schedule is it's all been against the easier teams. Now that's what's left for State. So I look at this, I see the types of teams that can give State problems. Kentucky is one of those types of teams. Kentucky actually has been fairly decent on the road. In fact, better on the road than it has been at home at times. Um, the, the Alabama game set aside. It's a tough one. Uh, Kentucky, you just never know what you're going to get for sure. I'm liking a little bit more of what I'm seeing lately, though. And I think stylistically, Kentucky can handle what State can throw it at it. Give me the Wildcats on the road. Okay, bold. Not not too bold, but I like it, Chris. I like it. Now, you were just talking about teams that give Mississippi State issues. On the flip side, teams that give Kentucky issues, going through um, some of their losses in conference play here, just going through February and January, they lost to Gonzaga, who plays three big men, Ben Gregg at the three, lost to Tennessee, lost to Florida, lost to A&M. Every time this Kentucky team loses, it's against a team that just beats them down physically, you know, and they out-rebound them and, and get, you know, just Onyenso doesn't dominate like he normally dominates. And this is a Mississippi State team that can do that. Um, is this a Kentucky team that's probably going to outscore Mississippi State on a neutral floor eight times out of ten? Probably, probably. But this is what I'm looking at with this game. It has not steered me wrong all year. I actually, I just had three units on Kentucky. I've only done that two times all year. Kentucky against Alabama was one of my most confident plays of the entire year. Um, and the reason why was because Alabama was coming off of an overtime win in an emotional letdown spot. Well, here we have Kentucky coming off of the most – emotional game they put up 117 at home against the conference's best and now they don't even get a Wednesday game it's a Saturday into a Tuesday I don't think I've ever seen a bigger letdown spot this season I'll go Mississippi State here to uh to catch a Kentucky team that might be sleeping on the road all right well we don't have the southeastern 14 kiss of death pick since you two split the predictions on this so makes my Prediction a little bit tougher to come up with, uh, except for the fact that Kentucky has beaten Mississippi State 18 of the last 19 times these two teams Ooh. have played. The oh. one win for Mississippi State, a one-point victory in Nashville in the SEC tournament in 2021. So whether it's been in Starkville, whether it's been in Lexington, it's been Kentucky. But we did point out the last time these two played, they played some really close games, it seems like, over the past several years specifically. A lot of kind of close, down-to-the-wire type games. I would expect probably the same thing here. Initially, 
I was going to bring up the fact that look at, you know, the teams that Kentucky has played and the common denominator against good offensive teams and so forth. And then I was going to go, well, look at the teams Mississippi State's played against the good offensive. But you both already went there. So you both kind of stole the direction I was going to go in. So with everything I said about Kentucky winning 18 of the last 19 and all this, you know, it worked for Max Barr and I on Saturday when oh, we both picked the Cats. And we said, you know what, this is a really good spot for Kentucky. They're playing Alabama. We don't know if we see this happening for Alabama. It could be shorthanded. Kentucky come out and get a big win here. And, of course, it was like the universe was just opposite, right? It's probably something with a well. I'm sure no one, Chris. He probably made some <laughs> kind of parallel to a well. But Chris was picking Alabama, you know, the team had been talking up and all this other stuff. And so now the team that Chris tore down in the power rankings this week, the Kentucky Wildcats, he's going to pick them in this particular game. But I'm going with the one and only Max Barr in this game here. Oh, I'm going to pick Mississippi State uh, in this one because I just – I think this is a game that goes down to like the final possession probably just given the way these two teams play. But Max and I say it. We've said it all year. If there's one thing we've been decent at, and there's not a lot necessarily, but the one thing we've been decent at is identifying a letdown spot for teams this season. And this is a hard place to play. And I know Kentucky's had success there when a lot of teams have not – but look how many good teams Mississippi State has beaten in Starkville this year. They just they get up for these games. Jans puts them in a great position in these kind of games. He's done it consistently now. And I know they beat up on the bottom-tier teams over the past five games, but there is something to the fact that a team is just riding a big high right now. They're coming back home for the biggest game of the season, potentially, you know, at this point in the season. You know, maybe it, eventually it was Tennessee, then out, whatever. But, yeah, so – I'll take a chance on the on the Bulldogs here. Kentucky fans, if you want the positive of everything I've had to say about Kentucky, go to the Power Rings this week where <laughs> I was alone on an island trying to defend the Cats. But anytime I do that, we know what happens. They lose. So it doesn't matter who. It, it, we could defend Alabama, Kentucky, anybody. It's the, the Blake and Max effect. So If there's two things that I know from this year, if there's two things I know, it's pick the team that has the midweek off, and then yeah. pick the team or fade the team coming off a huge emotional victory. Those are the only two things. Play Those the are the only two things. Yep. Percentages so tell you the midweek off wins a lot. Percentages tell you the teams that come off a huge wins lose a lot. I'll stick with it. What was what was Mississippi State's win on the road? Running LSU out of its own gym. Was that a big win? I think it's I a think, I think it's a big win. I don't think it's as big as it's not Kentucky beating Alabama and scoring 117 points. Yeah. I mean LSU is still the best 14 and 13 team in America, but they are still 14 13. So I don't know if I don't know if that's one that Mississippi State's going to look like a, a, just a huge season defining win. No, I don't think so. Also just real quick before we we wrap up, and this isn't from me. This was I actually saw um I think it was on KSR's Twitter or something like that. But uh, someone from Kentucky, Big Blue Nation, tweeted out Big Z's stats compared to Onyenso's and kind of how they're pretty similar with the block rate and and percentages and all that and and was kind of asking the question, posing the stats, asking the question, like, do we see a lot more Big Z now? 
with, with how these numbers look in the top comment, which I thought was a good point was I, I would, I would hold the brakes on that one. Cause I don't know if Cal is going to play Z against these really physical teams like Mississippi state and whatnot. So I'm interested to see big Z's minutes here coming up. I don't, I want to see the rotation, what that looks like. Physicality, Can Kentucky handle the physicality. Big question in this one. They did the first time around, but this is, as you said, Max, different game. Are they going to get the free throw opportunities they got the first time around? All those questions in one like this. So, going to be fun. We'll be here to recap it probably Wednesday morning. Best way to catch that, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, and we will be previewing the other Tuesday night games as well as the Wednesday night games in separate videos. Again, hit the subscribe button, enable your notifications so you see those. For Max Barr and Blake Lovell, I'm Chris Lee. We are Southeastern 14 presented by Bet.